welcome and thank you for listening to part two of episode nine of the greatest video game tapes with me Savion and me Chris and actually this will be episode 10 even though it's part two all right well as you guys remember last time we talked about 1982 consoles but it was so big of an episode that we had to split it up so we're back again (laughs) with part two so what do we have next Savion The Atari 5200. The Atari 5200. Yep. Okay, tell us about the Atari 5200. The Atari 5200 was a slightly modified version of Atari's 400-800 computer line that was repackaged as a game console. Despite this system's impressive graphics, and backing up the world's largest game company, which is Nintendo. The 5200 was ultimately a troubled console that failed to achieve the success of its predecessor, the 2600. The console's release into an overcrowded market on the brink of Collapse and Atari's continued focus on the still popular 2600 contributed contributed to, contributed 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 to the console's lackluster performance. After the video game crash in 1983, he left. Atari in shambles, the company ended support for the fledging console in 1984. Mm-hmm. So this came out when you were born. Yep, 1982. And ended when you turned two. 1984. Mm-hmm. Yes, and at the time in 1982, Atari was the world's largest game company, not Nintendo. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, not yet. Not yet. It was Atari. Everyone wanted an Atari. Why? <laughs> it's okay, Nintendo's time would come. But for now, the Atari 5200. Well, this one looks familiar. Mainly because uh, someone that we know has one of these. And had one of them when she was little. But anyway... Uh, how does it look? It looks like a lot of the other consoles. It's big black. It was rectangle. one of the largest consoles ever made, and it included built-in controller controller storage. Yeah, it sure did. Yeah, this thing is is huge. Uh, super huge. Super duper huge. Yeah. If any of you remembers uh, a VCR, for those of you who are old like me. Uh, it's about the size <laughs> of an old VCR. Yeah, of an old VCR. So, um, most of you probably remember this with the big silver stripe across the middle. Big black box, big silver stripe. And you put the games right in the top. Yeah. yeah. And I have 
an expand another expansion. Mm, okay. It is it this it this is drum roll. I can't tell you yet. How about how about I I give a review of it and then and you have to guess what it is at the end. Okay. Alright. Here it goes. This expansion that shall remain nameless was an alternative control scheme that was used by a handful of 1980s arcade games such as Centipede and Missile Command. Many second and third generation home consoles have their own trackball controllers, though none none were as large or excessive as the the 5200's official one. Well, you said trackball controllers that other uh, second and third generation home consoles had. So I'm going to guess that it's the Atari 5200 trackball controller. Ah! How did you guess? Uh, well, you're looking right at me. But anyway, the Atari 5200 trackball controller. This thing <laughs> is, this thing is huge. <laughs> It's almost as huge as the Atari 5200. It is so big, and I don't know why, but that's what it is. So that's pretty cool looking. It's um, it's a big control pad, numbers on it. Um, it's got a trackpad in the middle, cir- circle shaped. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool looking addition. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to add to that? It had. It had. It also has a non-centering analog joystick that was fragile and and poor fit for many games. It it almost universally disliked. There's nobody like that one. Now. It's time to move on to something that people do like. Oh, really? All right. Well, what's next for 1982 console? The VTech Creative Vision. VTech Creative Vision. What do we? What do you got? This was a hybrid computer that and a game console that was released by VTech in Europe, Asia. And Australia. While the system had decent hardware and gamer performance, the Green Division failed to stand out among a plethora, plethora. plethora of dedicated computers and consoles, and it later would be outclassed by new products like the Commodore 64, which we talked about in part one episode nine. The creative division also suffered from a small, redundant game library. Redundant. redundant. 
pop game library comprised of clones of popular games. After the Creative Vision's underwhelming sales, VTech abandoned the hybrid system to focus on dedicating computers and edutainment consoles. Wow. This is the VTech Creative Vision. Do you remember what VTech was? Um, I I remember VTech, but I didn't know that they uh, made a game console in 1982, or that they even existed in 1982. So that's interesting. Uh, it looks like another black box, black rectangle. Um, all of them are rectangles. Yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> Not all of them, but yeah, smaller than the Atari but still with a connected controller, wired controller. But this one with letters on the front of the controller more than numbers. So that's interesting. What else do we got? Intex Adventure Vision. The Intex Adventure Vision. It was a cartridge-based tap tabletop console from the American toy company Intex. The system's unique display used a strip of 40 red LEDs that were reflected onto a mirror or skilling oscillating. At, oscillating at high speed, which gave the illusion of a full 150 by 40 dot image shown at 15 frames a second. This design gave the Avenger Vision a dramatic resolution over comparable, comparable dedicated LED devices, but also made the system difficult to play in bright environments. Ultimately, the Avenger Vision was endured by most consumers, and only a small amount of units were sold before the video game crashed. But the intense out of business. Oh, I was talking fast because we only have a, a, a few minutes left. I know. That's okay. Intex Adventure Vision. I don't remember this one. It's pretty small. Um, almost a handheld. I mean, I don't know how it's not a handheld, to be honest. But, um, just has a little screen. It looks like an arcade unit, but just tiny. Like a palm size. Like if you could just squeeze a little arcade unit down to palm size. That's the Adventure Vision. Yep. What else do we got? Lastly, we have the... The Emerson Arcadia 2001. The Emerson Arcadia 2001, which apparently was made in 1982, which is an interesting choice of name. Yeah. Hmm. So. And then, and then in the next one, we will talk about the video game tra- crash because, because this is getting well too long. The Arcadia 2001 was a console distributed by the electric company Emerson in the United States. Like the Intiton VC4000, the Arcadia 2001 was the beginning of, of a line of European and Asian clone consoles between the Philips Signetics chips. chips. Throughout the series, and added more ran- more RAM and and a late and a slightly better video processor which is late 1982 release the Arcadia 2001 presented an outdated uninspired experience and and 
since as, as new powerful like powerful systems like the Atari 5200 and the ColecoVision were coming out. In this heavily market competitive market, the Arcadia 2001 went unnoticed and Emerson quickly dumped the system and left the gaming market altogether. Wow, that's crazy. So, yeah. You want to tell them about it? Yeah, um, it's small, a rather small rectangle, kind of shaped like a phone, an old uh, telephone, uh, two controllers built in, wired controllers, number pad on the front with the little joystick, and not really a whole lot to it. I have some news yes. about this episode. Mm-hmm. This is the second last episode of the second generation. Oh, wow. Really? Uh, I mean, penultimate episode of this is generation. Oh, right. Wow. We're reaching you know what? the end. You, you know what penultimate means, right? Yes, penultimate. It's next to last. So, uh, do we have a preview for next episode? In the next episode, we'll talk about the video game craft and everything about it. Alright, sounds good. Well, bye for now. You can get in touch with us at Video Game Podcast. Tweet us at Video Game History Podcast or message us on Facebook at Video Game History. We'd like to thank Anchor for letting us record on the app. And we'd like to thank you guys for being with us again. Bye, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye.